Hello, and welcome to the Clear Studies Podcast, where we're learning the word together. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Littman. I look forward to sharing today's teaching with you. Stay tuned. Welcome to yet another episode of the Clear Studies Podcast. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Lippman, and I'm always excited to share God's word with you. Make sure that you are a follower of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like it, comment it, share with your friends, post it to your social media, simply because we want everyone to know that you do not have to live in a mystery as it relates to understanding God's word. But there is a way that you can have clarity while studying God's word. And that's why I do this podcast is because I want to make it simple, easy and plain portable as well. So that wherever you are, you can listen in your car. You can listen on your phone, your iPad or your favorite device. Well, today we're continuing on talking about being faithful in spite of trials. And today we're going to zero in on Genesis 39 and we'll find Joseph in verse 13 through verse number 19. From the King James Version, it reads like this in Genesis 39, 13. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house, And spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me, and fled, and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her until his lord, that is her husband, Potiphar, came home. When she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. Verse 19. And it came to pass, when his master heard the word of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled. Now here we find a very interesting twist on what we know to be the truth based upon the scriptures and our last episode. But today we want to talk about being faithful in spite of trials. Joseph just cannot seem to avoid one mess after another. But in each case, It's not his fault. He's just doing what he's been created to do. And that's faithfully serving everywhere he was. And in every episode, we find him going through trial after trial. So let's begin with letter A. If you're following along on your outline, let's kind of set the context for the text. Now, someone has once said that there is no fury like a woman scorned. And Mrs. Potiphar has been scorned and she sets up yet another trap. When Joseph runs out of the house, rejecting her embrace and her attempts at lying with him, physically that is, I can see her as she rumples up her hair, smudges up her makeup, tears up her clothes, maybe rips a sleeve or something like that. And she starts to scream and cry. 
The other servants come into the house running to see what is going on. And she tells them that Joseph tried to literally rape her. And I can also imagine them saying, yeah, right. (laughs) We've seen you and your advances. In fact, perhaps she had made some advances at the other gentleman. Who knows? She holds on to the garment. And when her husband arrives home, she springs the trap. In essence, she traps him as well. She blames Potiphar for the problem. Did you notice that in verse 17? She says, if you hadn't brought this slave home, none of this would have happened. And several times throughout the passage here, she blames it on her husband, Potiphar. And Potiphar hears the accusations and probably begins to feel a little guilty. And as he listens to these various accusations against Joseph, he becomes vehemently angry. I've always wondered who he was really mad at, though. Was he mad at Joseph because he believed her story? Was he mad at her because he knew the lust that was in her heart? Had he kind of watched and seen her as she sort of winked at him when she thought that her husband wasn't looking? Who knows? Was he mad at himself because he didn't have the courage to stand up against a domineering wife? Or was he mad because he was thinking of all the money he was going to lose? You know, after all, he had paid a high price for Joseph as a slave. And now Joseph has to have some kind of severe punishment in order for Potiphar to save face. Surely Potiphar could see the inconsistencies in her story. For instance, why would Joseph have left the incriminating garment when he fled? Hadn't Joseph proven himself to be a faithful servant who was above reproach year after year to the degree that Potiphar entrusted him with everything in his house? If Potiphar believed his wife, he allowed his anger to get in the way of his making a clear and rational decision. At any rate, the story ends the same. Joseph winds up in prison. And when you read Psalm 105, verse 17 through 19, it actually tells us something about the pain that Joseph endured while he was first thrown into that prison. Now, let her be. Put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a moment. You've been a faithful servant to your master. You have successfully avoided committing adultery with his wife. You've avoided all of her inappropriate advances and little comments even though she has practically thrown herself at you every single day, you've been falsely accused. What do you do? Well, most of us would have launched a loud and long defense, defending ourselves and trying to prove and establish our innocence. We would have declared our innocence and we would have vowed to take our revenge when the opportunity presented itself. And boy, wouldn't we have found that opportunity one way or another. Of course, this was before modern technology. So there was no security system. There was no cameras in the house. There was no recording. There was no cell phone video. Nothing of the sort where either Joseph could prove his innocence or she could even prove his guilt for that matter. But that's not how Joseph handled this situation. In fact, there was no record of him even opening his mouth. 
In this respect, Joseph is once again just like Jesus was in Isaiah 53 and 7. For Jesus literally stood there as a sheep before a slaughter and he did not open his mouth to defend himself. He took the trial that came his way and he endured it with grace, dignity and faithfulness. I'm not saying that we should never defend our name and reputation when it is slandered. What I am talking about is the fact that trials are going to come along in this life. It's just a part of the journey. There will be times when you will be attacked, misunderstood and misrepresented. God knows I have gone through that myself. When those times do come, remember that God knows the truth and eventually the truth will come out. What I am saying is that you and I must learn to be faithful even during the trials of life. When everything goes against us and the full weight of life comes crashing down on top of us, we must remain faithful to the Lord who loved us, bought us, and saved us. In other words, don't get mad at someone and try to quit. Don't let the hardships and the valleys of life throw you off course. Don't get upset when things do not go your way all the time. When people lie about you and talk about you, do not prove them right. Prove them wrong by remaining faithful to the Lord. Because nothing silences the tongue of a critic any quicker than a faithful life. Just live so well that no one will believe what the lying liars are saying about you anyway. Trust God. He is looking for people who will be the same regardless of which way the wind is blowing. And I don't know about you, but I want to be found faithful. He's been faithful to me and I want to be faithful to him. When we move to Genesis 39 verse 20 through 23, we find that Joseph is faithful even in spite of tragedies. Genesis 39:20 in the King James Version reads like this, And Joseph's masters took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. Make a special mental note by that. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands, watch this, All the prisoners that were in the prison and whatever they did there, he was the doer of it. Verse 23, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Do you kind of get the drift here that there is something on with and about Joseph? that causes him to rise to the top. I don't care where he is. And so we see that Joseph is faithful in spite of the tragedies. Now there Joseph is back in the pit once again. This time he is not in the pit of earth. He's in the pit of prison. Surely he felt like his star was on the rise. Now it looks like All of those dreams will never be fulfilled. Many people would have given up and quit had they found themselves in the same situation. But not Joseph. He just did in the prison what he had done at Potiphar's house. 
he remained faithful in spite of everything life threw at him. He did his job there in that prison and he did it so well that soon he was running the whole place. The jailer trusted everything to Joseph to do the right thing. And he turned the day to day operation of the place over to him. How was that possible? Well, verse 21 says the Lord was with Joseph. (laughs) That's a good reason. That's the only reason why we succeed at anything. The Lord has to be with us. That verse also says that God showed him mercy. Verse 23 tells us again that the Lord was with him. And it also says, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. You see, Joseph was faithful to the Lord regardless of where he was. And regardless of where he was, the Lord was faithful to Joseph. So there are going to be times when the bottom will fall out of your life. That is the clear teaching of the word of God. But when that happens, there will be temptation to give up and quit on God. The flesh will say, what's the use? I've been faithful. Still trouble came. I might as well give up. Satan himself will even tell you that you should just quit on God. Even some of the people around you might tell you that serving the Lord has gotten you nowhere but into trouble. I want to tell the world around you, your own flesh and the devil are all liars. They will do their best to get you to drop out of this thing. God wants us to remain faithful in spite of whatever we may face in this life. God knows what he is doing and he is working out a perfect and eternal plan. And you can trust him to do right by you. God blessed Joseph and he used him in his prison because Joseph remained faithful. If you and I will stand by the Lord and be the people he saved us to be, we can count on him using us as well. I've seen people in the valley of depression be used by the Lord. I've seen people held in the grip of a terminal illness, but still be used by the Lord. I've seen people who didn't have a dime to their name and still be used by the Lord. Which means this, if you will be faithful where he puts you, he will use you there for his glory. You know, the greatest thing that can ever be said about you and me as far as our walk with the Lord is concerned is that we were faithful. I want to be found faithful. How about you? I want to be found faithful to my family. I want to be found faithful to my wife. I want to be found faithful to my son. I want to be found faithful to my call. I want to be found faithful to my Lord. I want to be faithful to the church. I want to be faithful to the pulpit. I want to be faithful to the one who has never been unfaithful to me. Friends, listen, just keep living for Jesus, even when it doesn't seem to be paying off. Just keep praying When the answers aren't coming, keep going to church, keep worshiping God, even when it seems like things are not happening. The church may be as dry as dust, but keep praising him, even if you have to do it through your tears and all by yourself. If you will stay faithful in the prisons of life, God will get the glory from your life and he will bless you in ways you could never imagine. You know, 2000 years ago, a woman named Mary bowed at the feet of Jesus. She broke a box of ointment that was worth a year's pay. 
and she poured it out on the head of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of the people were complaining about what she was doing, but Jesus said, let her alone. She hath done what she could. In other words, Mary was faithful to the Lord and he recognized her faithfulness. He honored her because she honored him by being in her place and doing all she could do. If the Lord were to look at your life today, would he be able to say they have done what they could? Could he declare us to be faithful servants unto him? Are you a faithful servant to the Lord as faithful as you can be? Or is there room for improvement? Well, listen, I think the answer is obvious. We all have room for improvement. Joseph was faithful. Jesus is faithful. You and I want to be found faithful too. So I hope you enjoyed today's teaching as much as I enjoyed delivering it to you. By all means, if you're not already subscribed to our e-class, you've got to join us. Don't miss out another week in your life. It's really simple. Send an email right now and say, sign me up. Send it to clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. Well, I look forward to sharing with you in the next episode. Until then, stay blessed.